When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. We're back. I feel like I haven't seen you for ages, Marky Marks. What's I know. It on? does seem like a long time. Although, <laughs> although what's really weird is when, when the, the episodes come out now, mm. I go, God, we recorded that like five years ago. I know, yeah. I'm sort of looking at what we've got in the tank. We've got quite a lot on one channel, the main channel, but we... No, wait. Have we got loads on the main... Yeah, we've got loads to go on the main channel. Yeah. So we're a month ahead there. That's right. But on the Patreon... We're, we're having to re- restock the tank, so to we, speak. We are always catching up on that Patreon, <laughs> boy, aren't we? It's like a, a, a runaway train. <laughs> we just cannot quite bring it under control. So it's like, but we do kind of, I, I, we have to be very cognizant of the fact that we are currently in the middle of uh, still COVID ec- epidemic, yep. higher higher um, deaths um, um, than, than anywhere else in Europe. And also... Um, we're in a situation where uh, there's a there's a massive kind of groundswell of support for Black Lives Matter and also you know the the, the murder and execution of um, uh, young black men by by policemen. So there's yep. riots happening all over the, all over the world uh, on that. So we don't know what's going to be happening no. this time in a month's time. So I'm genuinely <laughs> you know, worried about what the hell we're going to be saying here. That's going to be incredibly either prescient, problematic, or pissing and, and, and do you know what I actually find is because things are changing so quickly mm. and events are so massive yeah. I think if you listen to like the one uh, the WrestleMe that comes out today mm. you'll just be going I mean are they not going to mention anything about Black Lives Matter? <laughs> no, no. And you become that thing of just going, I'm looking like I'm ignoring big events. Yes. I am not. I no. am a, I am a person from the past. The yes. best way to listen to WrestleMe this is now... is a time capsule of, yeah. what we would, of what two middle-class men were doing a month ago. Exactly. The, yeah. best, the best way to listen to WrestleMe is basically to not listen to any more until the end of the year. <laughs> and then on Christmas Day, basically go to yourself, well, imagine that this was recorded in the 80s. Yes. And then just sit down and just go, oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Absolutely Listen, fine. they're both alive on the podcast. <laughs> How amazing. He's still got his one leg. <laughs> Um, he loves that heroin. Yeah, it's it, it's it's nice to be back. There is something funny about. I mean, I'm I have another thing that runs uh, almost near constantly now, which is the uh, Patreon Tin- newsletter. Oh, tinnitus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the 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 thing about that is, I'm you know I follow all of the the big news stories on Twitter mm. every day, and I would say over the last month or so, there's been there, there's been no real wrestling. So it's not like there's there's obscure <laughs> matches taking place or, you know, some great legends coming out. It's just WWE and AEW doing their empty arena stuff. Right. But every single news story 
will have about 50 stories that come out of it. Yes. And because every single news story is coming out every day, it's, it's just like one of those snowflake diagrams. You know, it keeps on yeah. fractaling. You're like a man like trying to find the killer with like red string and, uh, and, <laughs> my, and photographs. My life is, it feels a bit like Memento, where I listen to old WrestleMe's and I sort of go, this does not seem of the day. And then I'm looking at Twitter and then I'm watching something from 1990. Yes. And I sort of go, is this what it's like to be mad? <laughs> <laughs> It's really, really hard work. But then, but then I go on kind of uh, on the WWE Network. Mark uh, um, has, has for two years yep. um, uh, provided me with a WWE uh, login. Uh, don't tell anyone. Um, I think we're allowed to share, aren't we? I mean, well, I mean, I have like... a thing that I actually accidentally paid for two years worth of the network <laughs> under two different accounts, right. and I just didn't really notice when the emails came in. I yeah. sort of go, "Oh, there's that one that says it's done." <laughs> so, I mean, look, WWE, you can go back through the records, yeah, and check. you can you can see that my been... Mark Haynes account and my <laughs> London eighteen sixty account, I paid double. I only have so many eyes. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of in your house shows, I've noticed. I have, yeah, yeah. That's that's also been for the newsletter, right? So okay. they're bringing back um, NXT. They're doing an in your house because the idea, of course, is Aha, it, you're yeah, in your yeah, house. Yeah, nice. uh, the Hold wrestlers your, right. very much not in their houses. No, very much back at work. Right, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're yeah. doing that, and so they've put up all of the in, in your in your houses. Uh, are they called in your house? Yeah, in your mm. house. It doesn't sound in right. The house. <laughs> yeah, I am in, in, in a house. I am from the house, <laughs> and they put all of those up, and they've not been on the network before. And what they have who in would them... wrestle in a house like this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have um, just matches that are weird, and people yeah. who who missed out on WrestleMania. So I I, I I sort of did some flicking through to find weird and strange matches. And actually, yeah. the Patreon newsletter this month, I talk about some of the strange ones. Right. Uh, there's a big section about the executioner. Terry Gordy Um, and that is a uh, it's wrestling a sad and tragic story (laughs) (laughs) well if nothing else that is a great advert for the Patreon patreon.com forward slash wrestle me is wrestle me part of wrestle me I think it's wrestle me isn't it Uh, patreon.com forward slash wrestle me yeah I mean mean, there's a link on our Twitter which is at wrestle me pod so you can go through uh, with that Uh, let me tell you as well just 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 you know you might be sort of like oh I don't know whether to join or not very high retention rate very yeah, exactly. high retention no, rate. Barely anyone, no one's left. I, I would say, I think the first month we might have had one person leave. I think the second month, three people left. Uh, and let me tell you, when they leave, instantly replaced by more, <laughs> by more. You're not missed. You, you are missed. You are missed. It's, it's very, it's very, uh, patreon.com forward slash wrestle me. That's what it is. Uh, yes. For $8 a month, you get, well, you, you get a uh, exclusive uh, weekly patron wrestle me show. Sometimes we give you a little extra one as well with email specials and, and stuff like that. Yep. Um, weird and wonderful stuff from both in and outside the WWE. We've got uh, WCW shows at the moment, what we're doing. Um, all for normal. The ones you're hearing now, the WrestleMania shows, you get them all concatenated, glued together, so you can listen to the whole thing in one, two and a half, three hour chunk. I mean, and... like a normal wrestling podcast. <laughs> yes, you get exactly. two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> it's about the same running time as an actual wrestling I, I, show. I have actually started occasionally dipping into other wrestling podcasts. Okay. So I've been listening to some of the big ones. Oh, is it, uh, Are we going to have to have some massive changes? Are you going to be oh, ringing in the changes? Uh, i tell you what, Pete, we have put as much content in this opening <laughs> As all of the ones that are quite big, it is. They are some of the single worst pieces of uh, art media. and broadcasting that, that I think ever existed. And this, this is not some kind of angle. We're not. We're not suddenly going to be doing a Comrade Thompson double header. Uh, he has made it clear he's no interest in doing that. No. Uh, he really doesn't need to. And, but I, I mean, I do find them very, very hard to listen to. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm doing the very thing now that I hate in them. 
So right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking. I'm going to say Where... the word WrestleMania, <laughs> and then we're going to say WrestleMania at right. 29. WrestleMania. WrestleMania 29. 20. Yeah, very good. And we begin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do actually just want to say one thing quickly, which is oh, thank, no! thanks to Will Fuller, okay. who is uh, one of the patrons who sent us a load of vintage WWF magazines. Oh, I've just been having a leaf through. Oh, they're amazing. Beautiful. And we are going to, I think we're going to do a little a special show yeah. just on the, on the things we got there. Uh, worth saying, I mean, WWF magazines, they are absolutely state of the art. Oh, they're fantastic. And from their sort of first uh, arrival in about 86, 87, they had the single best photography of any sports medium that you could possibly imagine. Right. The other thing you'll notice is absolutely no outside advertisers. There's about three people who are interested in doing it, something which we found with this podcast as well. So it is full of the WWE's merchandising department trying to sell their own stuff. Oh, and it's it amazing. Is like magic. The, 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 the cake pans you can buy to make your own um, racist cake. Yes, um, there's a big boss man cake. Big boss man cake. Oh, what does it taste cake. of? Oh, snowflake tears. <laughs> and also uh, WF Superstars ice cream bars. Oh, it looks classic. like a kind of posh magnum, but with Brett the Hitman heart drawn on it. It's wonderful uh, it's it really got, do you know what it's got I, it's got that sort of soft I, I presume it's soft a soft like you know cookie mm. and I always as a child imagined that would be crisp and delicious <laughs> and when you when you're in Britain growing up in the early 90s we didn't have things like Magnum no we didn't have things like ice cream we, bars we had a fruit pasta lolly yep um, I can't, we'd maybe Calippo. Calippo. Yeah, we'd maybe have a Calippo. Calippo was again. for the slightly older children. Mr. Fr- Mr. Freeze. Yes. The Mr. Freeze 5P lollies. And, and those little uh, square ones, the triangular ones as well, which oh. were in paper, which were, were, if you were a child of the 70s like me, you had more of those. Right. Uh, and... Where did those mooses go that you used to have in the, like a stack of mooses yeah. in a carrier bag in the in the freezer or whatever? Or, yeah, or those slightly sort go? of over whipped <laughs> like, yes. things, you know? It was like cremola form, kind of whipped up. It was <laughs> yes. like um, Angel Delight in a in a moose I, pot. I, I bought my, my kid a creme caramel the other day and that gave me a proper rush back to yes. those cre- creme caramels that came in those ridged off. Yeah. yeah oh man they've not changed no I've just noticed that I, I, under lockdown uh, my hair was approaching um, man bun territory mm. uh, so I bleached it and now I realise um, I've got Mr. Perfect yes you have <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, look, is, that is unnecessary you look you look very much like a lot of wrestlers yes, obviously yeah, yeah. the CM Punk thing but that's that's not changed well, well, you look we... very much at the minute like Steve Carino right I'm going to Google Steve yeah. Carino yeah, Steve, Steve Carino is, is like a dad bod version of Pete Donaldson <laughs> I'll take it to be fair he's got um, he's, he's around still now he's got He's got um, spectacles. He looks a bit across between me and Arn Anderson. Oh, the dream. The dream, the absolute <laughs> dream. But, yeah, no. um, but we are going to be talking about uh, CM Punk. Uh, he does some terrible things in this show. Yes, doesn't he? Uh, doesn't he? Um, uh, this is uh, it's also, you know, interestingly, this is going to be his last full year, really. Really? So this is his last WrestleMania. Is that true? He's wow. never performed another WrestleMania. Holy moly. Maybe he never will again. Mm. Uh, he has made some... Oh, it would be stupid. Terrible, so stupid. Idiot. I mean... And not for the WWE, not even really for the fans. That would be a terrible decision for CM Punk because there is a lot of money on the table, which he is being surly and, yeah. if I may say, like a big teenager. His look, his his comic. Look, we all have got, got a comic collection. We're all very proud of it, but we always oversell how much uh, how much value exactly, that's in exactly exactly. Right? The other thing is, if you have to sell your comic collection, people know that you need to sell your comic collection, <laughs> and that affects and, prices yes. accordingly. Very <laughs> much so. And um, we're going to be looking at WrestleMania. 29. Mm. Um, this this one didn't really have a uh, a catchphrase with it. Mm. It's just they they do NYNJ 
uh, because yes. it was taking place not in New York where they wanted it to, but in one of the big arenas in New Jersey. Right. Um, which and the idea was you commute, so yeah. they died. They did this thing rather than saying it's New Jersey, it was NYNJ. Right. And there's a sort of funny thing about this where they really push instead of like the wrestlers for WrestleMania 29. They're all about the location. It's so weird. Yeah. So bloody weird. And these names from the past that sort of come up, Chris Christie. Yes. The governor, he's involved uh, quite a lot in, in this one. Well, he? he he gets to do the opener, basically the opener that, that people like Freddie Blassie had always done, yes. you know, where they're like, you know, today it's the parade of champions. And Chris Christie comes out. He was the governor of New York at the mm. time. And he does a thing where he's, I mean, it ends with him just saying, like, along the lines of, this is my New York, this is my America, and this is WrestleMania. <laughs> it's like, what, what? Uh, New York I... is not going to be wrestling at this. <laughs> he, he was like... He obviously um, uh, uh, fared very well. I mean, most um, people in politics fare pretty well when they're in the leadership um, uh, position. Yeah. When uh, a big storm hits or, or That's you right. know, riots, you, you, you get a bit of an artificial bump in your, in your figures. He left office after like having like 74% approval rate or something crazy like that. He left office as the least popular governor in his state's <laughs> history. <laughs> Did he? He, is, he was, remember that guy who was during the government shutdown? Yeah, they. Uh, he was spotted relaxing on a closed beach. Yeah, so the whole government had closed all the beaches, but he, because he had a, ha- I think he had a house on the beach. He was spotted by a private plane. This, it was like a time, uh, like a uh, photograph of the year of Chris Christie with his big fat belly, just kind of sat <laughs> on his on a, on a sun lounger. Um, and- I, I didn't realize he was popular because uh, the only mm. thing I know about him is obviously that this follows on the back of. Superstorm Sandy. Yes. Which I think we called just Hurricane Sandy mm, yeah, over here. I, yeah, I'd yeah. never heard the phrase Superstorm Sandy. Super no. sa- I can't even Super say Storm it. But I mean, it's, di- it's difficult to say. I don't Stand understand Dandy. what. Yeah. Uh, Stand and, Dandy. and unfortunately, you know, he died in. Everyone having a laugh. Um, they they just showed devastation of, mm. of, of New York. Again, one of those stories that I had no recollection of this, this particularly happening. And that's obviously, yeah. I'd heard of Hurricane Sandy, but I didn't remember that there was devastation in, in New York. I killed like 60 people. It killed, like, it was, really? It was, quite, it was quite a robust um, when they, front, let's say. When they showed that footage, I was a bit like, they've done well not to have either doing it where Ryback is smashing <laughs> through it or... They'd have that thing of, of like, you know, Big Show just looking sad and shaking his head. You know, <laughs> Out of all of the solemn wrestlers, I think Big Show does the best weepy eye kind of solemn He does. Face. I think it's because when he does, he does it, you're a bit like, even a giant's heart is broken. <laughs> yeah. you know, not like normal people with normal emotions. He is so big, his emotions are smaller. Obviously, that's how it works. But even a giant's heart breaks. I mean, each tear crashing to the floor, yeah. knocking down another house. <laughs> it's just too big. Um, th- it was uh, a funny thing because when they bring out um, uh, the governor, mm. they bring him out with uh, a group of special Olympians. Mm. And when that happened, I thought, ah, oh, okay, he's not very popular at this point because that's why you put the special Olympians with him mm. because who is going to boo the governor? when he's standing with the Special Olympians, yes. you'd sort of go, will the Special Olympians understand that the, the boos are directed at that guy or him? Mm. And I thought, you coward. <laughs> I, thought, I also thought, good play. Well done. <laughs> Clever. Canny. Um, he has attended over 141 Bruce Springsteen concerts. Has he really? Yeah, yeah, so. And they're really long Bruce Springsteen yeah, concerts. He was a nightmare. He's um, putting <laughs> a shift there, hasn't he? <laughs> I know that he did. He ran for, he's a Republican. Yeah. Hence why he's being featured on a WrestleMania. They would yeah. not be having many Democrats oh, I mean, he opening was, up a WrestleMania. He was, I can't remember what position he was up for, but it's pretty high up in Trump's government. He I did. He, he actually, he actually uh, stood 
for he he went for the the, the presidential nomination. Mm, yes, uh, back in the day, yeah, yeah. In in the year that Trump got it, and uh, he basically, as soon as Trump, you know, became the, the clear favorite, mm. he stepped back and, and gave Trump his support. So mm. he has been working in that administration ever since. I think. Um, what a what a nice man. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a nice thing. I mean, again, you know, we talked about the time how it's different and everything, but it's it's that funny thing of watching him back then and actually while we were watching him on television he's mm. probably sitting in a room somewhere just going this is all going terrible i hope i hope i don't get murdered <laughs> yeah you know oh yeah it's just a ter- i mean is it a bad look to i mean obviously the, the star was devastated and, and, and killed people but like is it a good move or a bad move to appear at wrestlemania i don't know what the optics are i've watched too much wrestling i think it's popular isn't it yeah. and you're going look i'm a man of the people yeah but i will also have my wall of special olympians <laughs> yeah. in case i've misjudged this i bet i bet he's ringing the special olympics now and saying look i've, I've borrowed some before i do need some athletes now give me a few athletes things are going very bad i'll need at least 16 um (laughs) rude uh wrestlemania 29 big Mm. big um big crowd uh drew eighty thousand six hundred and seventy six fans that is Mm. also a disputed figure yeah people are a bit like sometimes they they, they tend to do the big Uh, that made it the third highest attended event brackets all disputed um (laughs) after wrestlemania 32 and wrestlemania 3 and this then became the highest grossing live event in wwe history and actually this happens every year because ticket prices go up mm, so every right, single wrestlemania okay, yeah, yeah. tends if to make a more yeah, 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 yeah. and this this is also i mean they're really part of the, the period now where people are not coming to wrestlemania particularly to see the card mm. they are going because it's wrestlemania yeah and that's what you do if yeah, you're going to yeah. go to one show you're going to go to see wrestlemania the big show you're going to see all the stars oh, it's a holiday you're going to enjoy the thing you know, exactly it's yeah. a holiday and you go and watch a bit of basketball they, they will yeah. apart from this year when what i say is completely untrue they will never <laughs> have a wrestlemania that really dips below that core level. Mm. And what it slightly talks of is it talks of there are only 100,000 tickets that WWE can ever sell. That is basically a ceiling. (laughs) They have not managed to shift that in, what, since WrestleMania 17? Mm. It's always been, and I know that's what a stadium seats, but that seems to be the top end of what they can ever do. That seems to be a ceiling of their popularity. Yeah. Fascinatingly sort of weird thing when you go, all it is is 100,000 fans. Yeah. No one else. And, but also, I guess, I mean, they do it over a couple of days now and everything else tied in. And they've obviously made a colossal amount of money. But, I mean, stadiums can only be a certain size. Unless yeah. you're going down to, like, those weird Brazilian ones. I don't like think... 120 other ones in North but, Korea or Iran. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but those don't tend to be ticket sales. They tend to be, you are You are yeah. right now, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's that funny thing of, I don't think many people go to WrestleMania weekend and not go to WrestleMania. I don't think people sort of go. <laughs> would be weird. Uh, I couldn't get tickets, but I'll go and see the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's, uh... I did. I did go to World Cup 2010 and didn't go to the end, any matches. <laughs> just went to Johannesburg and just hung out for a week. I thought then... you must have gone to. No, a... no. Did you have the option of going to? Any no, matches? no, 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 no. Because I think England. Uh, obviously, England weren't part of the situation there. Uh, so uh, when we got there, so it was. Uh, yeah, we just we just went there for like the final. Just went to a fan park. It was. Such a better idea than actually paying, you know, nearly a grand to go and watch the the the, the final. But yeah. my word, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was so much better just going to a fan park. We went, we went on a family holiday to Spain in mm. uh, 1982 when they had right, the yeah. World Cup, and it was one of those things that you know, no one, no, no one in our family it. had worked out. <laughs> they just had no idea. And I do remember very, very clearly going past a, a stadium. And back in those days, of course, they weren't like the stadiums are now. They weren't on the edges of, of yeah. cities or anything. Mm. It was just in the middle of you know whichever place we were in. Probably, I don't know, I can't even remember. We used mm. to go camping, so God right. knows where. And I remember being past <laughs> one of those stadiums when there was a match on, and the stadium outside, it was dead. There was no one around. All mm. the shops were shut. And just the noise of the stadium, it just felt like, you know, you were you were the last people on. Oh, it's amazing. Properly and that's a World exciting. Cup match. Yeah. I've never been to a World Cup match. Have I been to a World Cup? No, I don't think I have. You haven't been to one? 
No, I should go to. I should really do that, shouldn't I? It'd be amazing. Before I stick my neb in WrestleMania. I was about to say it'd be amazing if you end up going to a WrestleMania before you go to a World <laughs> Cup know, match. This seems wait. like you know. I'm only doing. No, I haven't been. A, why would I have been to a World Cup match? That would be a, a qualifier. I've been to a Euros match. Yeah, I've been to a Euros match. That, that's a little bit like having Kiev. been to SummerSlam. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I've done SummerSlam, but I've never done. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um uh they, big pay per view by this one over a million. Mm. Uh, another ceiling that they don't really seem to break. <laughs> um, but it was about. 200,000 fewer people than the year before. Mm. The year before had been built up around this once-in-a-lifetime Rock and John Cena match. This time we're getting twice-in-a-lifetime we're getting the same match again. But what it talks of is it talks of a slight staleness in the product. Yes. And I think WWE were aware of that because what this WrestleMania looks like to me is it looks like it's a reworking of the WCW's Great American Bash 1990 <laughs> New Revolution. <laughs> and what you have here is you have... Loads of the established <laughs> stars versus up-and-comers. And it really, really works. Mm. So you get people like, um, I mean, it's a bad example to start with, but Fandango, who actually makes his debut at this WrestleMania against Chris Jericho. You get The Shield taking on Seamus, Randy Orton, and Big Show. Three yeah. people who have become very stale. And what you get there, which is exciting, is you get the new blood coming in wanting to prove themselves. Mm. And you get the old guard going, I am not ready to give up my healthy pay packet yeah. to these three upstarts. And so what you end up getting is everyone working much, much harder. You've also had like four years of Undertaker. He's done Shawn Michaels 1, Shawn Michaels 2, Triple H 1, Triple H 2. And so finally, they're giving him someone who hasn't been around for 25 years. They're giving him CM Punk, who's yeah. the last person to be a, the world champion apart from your Rock and your Cena, who are, again, are stuck in that main event. The most glaring, obvious thing when you watch this WrestleMania back is you know that, that, that Rock would never, ever be anything but the main event. But you realise that this was the last opportunity for, to, to make that decision of saying the streak is the main event of WrestleMania. Right. And, and this, watching this Undertaker-CM Punk match and then the Rock and John Cena... The CM Punk and Undertaker match would have been a much, much better, better, better main event. Main yeah. event. Yeah, Send yeah. everyone home. I, I mean, they, they had no idea the Rock and Cena match would be not. It, it was just very flat. It was just very, I've seen this. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, At least once. I found it so difficult to watch the main event. I had to watch it twice because <laughs> I, it just it just like skirted over me. I could not take in <laughs> anything that was happening. And, you know, it was a funny thing having watched so much of like, like The Last Ride, the documentary mm. they've done about Undertaker. When you see him here where he's fast, he's quick, he is agile, he is strong, he isn't wearing a Blue Lives Matter t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Everything about it was really exciting. And it was it's a funny WrestleMania in that respect where all of the, the new blood that's coming through is so exciting. Mm. And right at the top of it, you have a match that you literally saw last year in the same position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So what did you think of it overall? How did you think I, it sticks it up was, from the, the modern stuff that we see? I, th I think you're right. I think the reaction to... Um, the reaction to what came the, the year before, I had seen a lot of, like, I would say a lot of this before. Um, I enjoyed uh, the Mrs. Uh, uh, fall down the Cardinal. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think the narrative around the Cena rock thing was tedious. The way the denouement of that match was fucking ridiculous. We'll come on to that. Mm. Um, and so that, that didn't speak to me, but you know, I'd seen Cena and, and, and take obviously the standout match. Uh, was enjoyable. I'd never seen the shield before. Um, and obviously we are very much, uh, couched in the, uh, idea that, uh, a militarized police force, not, a, not a great look, um, uh, in the middle, in the middle of the, uh, demonstrations. Um, so yeah, was uncomfortable viewing uh, but yeah. in, in that particular space. But I'd never seen, 
um, Seth Rollins and um, Dean Ambrose. Uh, Dean Ambrose and, and, and these characters. I've never seen these guys wrestle before. So it was nice to see them appear. Because, like, oh, they're new guys. They're, yeah, there's men with beards. There's, like, yep. there's hipsters. <laughs> the yep. hipsters are coming. So, yeah. yeah, so this is like literally the hipsters are coming. Yeah. And you don't have to look like uh, a giant. You don't have to look like a big mu- muscle man. You can just be fucking good. So yeah. uh, so for the, for me, it seemed to be like, uh, oh, there's a bit of a change of the guard. And I'm interested I'm more interested in this product than I am of John Cena yeah. uh, and how he came up. A hundred percent. It's. I mean, I always talk about how stale the last few years have been, mm. but actually only when you watch this, you go, God, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't just wrong no, yeah, about yeah, watching yeah. this in the modern era mm. and just going, oh, it's very boring. Mm. You just watch this year and you go, okay, no, it wasn't me. It was then. That was a stale period. Mm. And you can only see that when they start bringing in, I was trying to think what you bring in to make something unstale. Water, water isn't it <laughs> just leave it sprinkle in that, yeah. some water on it and then go presto excellent <laughs> i can now serve this at my bakery the, the bakery chain paul <laughs> i don't think they do rotten stuff but i mean no. you know when, when paul but, did but paul i hit... also think all shops probably do yeah oh yeah I think, I think didn't paul hit the wall paul hit the wall paul hit the wall um because i i did manger in danger pre- pre- <laughs> <laughs> if I give, <laughs> yeah, uh, that down for the, uh, I, I, I'll tell you. I mean, this is this is very much. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I mean, uh, Percy Ingle, if you live in East London, is basically the Greggs of East London. Right. Percy Ingle has been around for years and years and years, <laughs> and they are one of the few businesses that have seemed to survive everything. They basically started after the Blitz, and now they've just gone. Okay, we've had enough. Now we're all, all right. done. They've just done a re brand which was trying to make it cool and that was a disaster <laughs> but they've all gone so yeah. all i want to say is joking aside the pret a and the and the paul hit the wall um let me just say this r.i.p percy ingle bakeries <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite product product from percy ingle bakeries do you know what i loved they used to do um frozen um uh, products fish so you could <laughs> it's, really, it's really weird yeah. but, eels. but you could buy their uncooked sausage rolls oh, that were frozen yourself, yeah. and you could stick them in your freezer yeah. but they also did a bread and butter pudding that was amazing oh hello now you'd think because they haven't used any fire that the sausage rolls that were frozen would be cheaper than the hot ones that you could buy individually. <laughs> You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. Very thick cardboard box. Oh, right. Okay. But probably the reason that it, it must have bitten into <laughs> the uh, profits. <laughs> I didn't feel bad when Paul went to the wall because I, um, I what's the po- posh name for a vanilla slice? Uh, uh, un custard cheese. <laughs> 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 it's like got a petit, not petit déjeuner. Oh, yeah. Petit, like uh, un pa- 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 creme. Something like, like that. Yeah. And, I, and I went, and I said, can I have that, please? And I said it as best yeah. I could. And he went, it is a... Buh, 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 buh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm can't wait till Paul goes to the wall. Pret-a-manger's and Donger. It's a little bit like if someone British said, I've opened up a cafe in uh, Paris. And you went, what's it called? And he went, why? It's called Pierre. <laughs> you go, you sound fucking... But that's what they did. I know it's not exact translation. They didn't call it Peter. But... Onion. But, yeah. But coming over and just going, what is it called? It's in the little maison where you get the beautiful tea from around the world. It's called Paul. Paul. It's called Andrew. Yeah. Andrew the Butchers. have a bit of that. Well, speaking of things not being where they belong, the Statue of Liberty in this uh, particular uh, in the set yep it sort of sits on top of the um, there's a big lighting rig over the top of the uh, of, of the ring and then on top there's a Statue of Liberty, Liberty it reminded me if anyone has ever visited Leicester or lived in Leicester uh-huh. there was on top of a um, just near the, the, the Saw River uh, in Leicester um, the, the, they put in I think it was like in the 1920s they put a 
massive, well, not as big as, but mm. a, 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 like a 10 foot tall Statue of Liberty uh-huh. near Filbert Street. And it's just, it was just on an old kind of um, uh, mil- like milliner's factory or like, you know, clothing yeah, yeah, factory because yeah. obviously they make a lot of clothes there. Um, they just had this massive Statue of Liberty. And I was like, why the hell was that ever installed? And I was like, it, it reminded me of the one in Leicester. Mm. And so I Googled it. And yeah, it used to stand on, uh, on top of Leonard's Lim- Liberty uh, Shoe Factory. Uh, on the way to Filbert Street. The factory was demolished in 2003, uh, but it got moved to a um, gyratory, the Swan Gyratory, <laughs> a large roundabout. Um, but hilariously, it got installed uh, by local stonemason uh, Joseph Morkin. Uh, it was the result of a visit to New York in 1919 by the directors of Leonard's uh, Shoe Factory. So basically, <laughs> they just came back from America, like a little trip, and went... You would not believe what I saw out there. We have to get one of those. It's it's a lady wearing a sheet. <laughs> and on her head, she's got a knuckle duster. It's amazing. Bring, bring us your huddled masses because we need cheap labour. We need cheap, cheap labour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. He just says, how many holes does a straw have? Zero, one, or two. The internet can't figure it out, so I've done what any sane person would do. Ask the Luke and the Pete. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Luke Moore for an unplanned half hour every Monday and Thursday as we talk about, well, anything really, from your emails to life's great mysteries to this guy. The noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making yes. the car sound. How on earth is he doing that? 
how does he make that noise? Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beep, 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 beep. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stakhanov production. Oh, sorry. Did you say it was a lighting rig above the ring? Yes. Yes, I did, Mark. Oh, <laughs> half right. Oh, what is it? <coughs> well, this was actually... Ah, you muffed it up by coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. That was excitement, and I, and I, and I paid the price. Uh, it was, um, uh, this was the fifth WrestleMania to be held in the open air. Right. But it was the first one that took place in a cold-weather city. Yes, it was, yeah, it was quite chilly. Like, all of so, the reviews that people said, was sort of said that the actual temperature actually affected it. 50 degrees. It was right. uh, uh, and thing, not, and that's not Celsius, obviously. <laughs> that that, that would have been fine. That would have been yeah, piquant. Uh, but the um, they actually had a heating rig above the ring, right. and they installed five electric furnaces under the ring, which <gasps> blasted up hot air. Oh. So the wrestlers, once they got into the ring, lovely and warm, toasty. <laughs> Everyone else sitting outside. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, shocking. ten Celsius. <laughs> is it's it? Ten, it's ten Celsius. That is cold. Amazing. That is chilly. Isn't that it? That is really cold. You'd need a. I mean, you'd need a lot of hoops. Yeah, like wouldn't that's you? that's like, and it's four hours. Well, it'll be more than that, won't it? It'll be yeah. longer than that. Yeah, much longer. The broadcast was four hours. They'd always sort of said in the early days. I mean, I mean, after they did SummerSlam '92, they never came back to the to the UK. Yeah, and that was because we at that time did not have stadia that could. A suit, you know, fill enough. Uh, sorry, have enough seats. Yeah. So you'd have Wembley Arena, and you know that was pretty much it. You'd have to do it at a football ground, and at the time, all football grounds were open. So with mm-hmm. our weather, they just never ever pulled the the trigger on doing another big right, show. Yeah. Obviously, that would change now. I mean, they do the O2 all the time for Raw and things like that. But there is talk about they're going. There's they're, there's going to be in the next year or so. And whether COVID has totally demolished this idea, mm. I, I think is probably quite likely. But they were talking about one of the big four pay-per-views coming from the UK. Right. And they, that all looked like it was about to happen, but that looked like it was about to happen two months before COVID the, hit. The, the world changed. They have no interest in the rest of the world now. They are going to just be an American company. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think they are going to absolutely pull everything back. In America, they have political sway. And so things like they can run their shows. And what they've ended up doing is by going all over the world, they've got these pockets which are cut off where they have no power and they are they have to follow laws. <laughs> yes. And they are they have no interest in doing that. They're not in Qatar. <laughs> no, no, very true. <laughs> probably got the um, this this um this WrestleMania is is also uh, notable for a couple of things. It's the first WrestleMania, I think, of all time. I might be slightly wrong on that, but it, there's no Divas matches. No, right. are... Yes, that is that I did not even bloody notice it because the level yeah. of Divas matches I think I almost said Qatar instead of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia it? Yeah, Saudi Arabia yeah. Is, right. is, is, the, is the blood money show. It's the blood money show. Go, sick a, sick a, go suck a blood-covered Saudi dick, you dork. Uh, that was CM Punk to The Miz. Nice. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> I'm just glad that The Miz is getting his. Why am I rhyming all this time? Um, so, yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't even notice the, the lack of Divas match. Yeah, I also, saw, I also saw that there was a, a reference to the, the um, future WWE women women's tag team champion Billy Kay mm. the Australian being at this Wrestlemania now I think that was one of my facts for last year's Wrestlemania as well <laughs> and they didn't say oh she's been to a load so one of these is wrong um, <laughs> please go back and do your Dilly, own research that's applicable one of the things that I think we found in, in the current climate which is that you know the, the, the terrible sort of things going on in the mm. States 
sometimes you've got to go and educate yourself, yeah? So <laughs> all I'm saying is people out there, oh, did Billy Kay go to this one? Did, don't listen to me. Go and find yeah. out yourself. Read a book. I am retweeting videos that I have no idea where they've come from. I don't know what year they've come from. <laughs> it might have been a, a, like the Arab Spring. It might have been this. It might have been yeah. But I'm retweeting them. Yeah. Because they're interesting and someone's weaved some weird narrative that works for me. Exactly. It's like this guy getting arrested and then the and, and the guy's angry because he's getting arrested and the, and the police are putting handcuffs on him and this guy's going, you are fucking idiots. You are both fucking knuckleheads, Stone Age idiots. Yeah. And then they find out that he's FBI. I know, it's And great, that's a isn't sexy it? narrative, but I don't think it was true. Uh, but who writes these uh, fucking tweets about, that. this guy was the FBI? Exactly. Well, I mean, all I'm doing is going online and someone says, yeah, Billy Kay was that WrestleMania. And I go, that'll do for me. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, come on, look, people, if you're going to write about whether Billy Kay is at WrestleMania 28 or sort 29, your shit out. fucking source it. And like, re- res- and I'm not being funny, like, re- wrestling fans, certainly in America in their bedrooms, yeah. will be the ones who are a little bit more. Uh, likely to believe a conspiracy theory, oh, for example. Yes, so very much so. They should not be. They should want the truth. It is a hundred percent worth saying as well that over the years WWE has proved themselves to not be an at all an, an inclusive and progressive organisation. Yes. I think it's a hundred percent worth saying that at this juncture. Oh yeah, they have a dismal track record of equality. Mm. They 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 treat people uh, as a whole very badly. Yes, um, I, I I think there is when they they put up their uh, little thing saying you know the WWE deplores racism in all its forms. Right. Uh, there were a, I mean it didn't take long. It takes for about just ten go, seconds. Here are seven thousand images of for example your ceo triple h wearing blackface yeah i mean it did not take any time at no all. and it doesn't and it's like even you know randy orton was applauded um for for, for posting uh the black lives matter but yeah. i can't remember what he actually well his, his big thing was someone had said again all lives matter and randy orton has said yeah well you know you can say that but the reality is until black lives matter all lives don't matter yeah. because black lives don't matter yeah so he was saying that's why it's black lives matter and people were going Stan, I stand the king. Yeah, that sort of thing. Five seconds, and you've got a video clip of him saying the, the N word. Tell on you a, what, on a, on, a, on a video game stream. Last week there was a, a thing where Braun Strowman had gone fishing, and he'd gone fishing for grouper, which are those huge, seven feet tall, very simple right. fish. Which you, yeah, <laughs> they are. They're, they're vast, they're like buses, <laughs> and they come up, and you go, "Isn't it big?" And you go, "Great." And you go, "Can I eat it?" And they go, "No, they're inedible." And you go, "Oh." <laughs> It's, it's just right. like that. You might as well just go out and try and fish a duvet out of a canal, right? But I've I've seen some shows about them before, and they are, I think they're on YouTube, they're astonishing fish. They're just amazing. There's a picture of Braun Strowman getting one of these grouper. Right. You know, and, the, and their mouths are like like the size of a, a, you know, a bicycle wheel. They're mm. astonishing. And up it comes. And there was a, a guy behind him helping with the line. And the guy is, is a man of color. I don't know if he was African-American because I don't know where they are necessarily fishing for grouper. Right. Now, Randy Orton immediately weighed in going, uh, Braun, aren't you going to uh, tag in Bobby Lashley? And you oh, think, yes, yes. Now, people were like, well, oh, fucking hell. You know, we know he's been, he said the N-word before. Now you've got this thing where he's saying there's a, a black guy. So aren't you going to, you know, he later sort of said, no, I genuinely thought it was Bobby Lashley. I genuinely, I can't prove you didn't, <laughs> can I? But, but again, it's a pattern of behavior. Right. So when, yeah. again, like you're saying about sourcing, when Randy Orton says, I, I, I do, you know, all, all black lives matter. And everyone mm. is like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. You're a bit like, well, I mean, he's, he got it right this time, but I tell you what, 15 other occasions, it's not been so fucking good. Yeah, he's not hit the dartboard, has he, really? Not, so, yeah. not even close. In fact, he didn't even aim for the dartboard. No. I believe he aimed throwing for a, a Chinese man. man. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> weird stuff. Yeah. Um, 
look, this is a uh, a, a big issue, and this is a stupid podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to talking about a match that didn't happen. <laughs> um, there was one match that didn't happen on this card that was supposed to. Mm. And it was an eight-person mixed tag team match, which was uh, uh, tons of funk, the tag team of Brodus Clay funny. and uh, Tensei, uh, formerly uh, Albert, um, uh, uh, Matt Bloom, his name is. He'd come back from Japan. Mm. So for some reason they went, ah, oh, he's come back from Japan. Let's just give him. He is now a Japanese, is now Japanese. Japanese warlord. <laughs> and they had like kanji written on him and stuff yeah. uh, in a sort of nod to Hakushi, who was a sort of genuine um, Japanese performer in the WWE in the mid-90s mm. and very good. And he came out with loads of writing all over his mm. body and looked really good. Yeah. Um, they didn't do anything with him. He was Japanese and small, so they were like, squash that motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but Tensai comes <laughs> out in his you know thing and they're just like, this is great. And they forget that he's not Japanese because like all Japanese stars, they just go, he's never going to get over, beat him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's that convincing. So you have tons of fun with the Funkadactyls, uh, Naomi and Cameron, uh, versus the Rhodes, Team Rhodes Scholars, they were called. That was um, Cody Rhodes and a wrestler called Damien Sandow. Oh, who Rhodes got w- dropped. We have never seen Damien Sandow. I think uh, I think he's always been in pre-shows and mm. uh, battle royales and things, if this isn't his first WrestleMania, which it might be. I think we may Doesn't see him in tiny little bits coming up later. And they were going to be teaming with the Bella Twins, uh, Nikki and Bella. Hall of Famers, mm. uh, worth saying. I, I do like the Bella Twins. I always thought they were rubbish, and I've actually come, I've grown to <laughs> admire and not be impressed by them particularly over the years. Um, but the, the match didn't take place because of running time. Yes. Now, everyone <laughs> had I mean? managed... We're doing, we're doing Patreon shows where they can pack in, in three hours, 20 matches, <laughs> yes. and they can't fit in like these guys. Now, I, I looked at this and in I was like, hours. oh, yeah, I can understand how that happens because, obviously, you know, if you think about every match, it runs an extra minute or whatever. Yeah. Now, all the matches in this are quite short until mm. you get to this last third. And what happens is, after The Undertaker, CM Punk, I, would, I, I paused it, yeah. And I was like, hang on, we're only, we're only just over halfway yeah. through. There's an hour and a half left. <laughs> I checked the thing and I'm like, there's two matches. And you see the magic name, Triple H. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, a man, he's like a gas. He will inhabit absolutely. any space and more that you've got. And again, this is eight people who are going to come out at WrestleMania and have a WrestleMania moment. And Triple H is like, but I want to go longer. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I've done this, what, 15 times before. <laughs> and because I, I now am married into the company, I will be able to do this for as long as I like. <laughs> but I just want to go a bit longer. And so that match gets bumped. They have it on Raw the next night. No one, no one cares. I mean, no, no, one, no one would have cared had it been on WrestleMania. <laughs> I just, if I get a little bit less Triple H in a WrestleMania, that is that never a bad ha- Yeah, that, that is never a bad he's, Actually, he's not at gas. He's like, have you ever seen, have you ever poured gallium on uh, aluminium? I don't know before? what gallium is. It's a bit like mercury, but it, I don't think it gives you cancer, but if you ha- handle it, it it's um, almost liquid at, at room temperature. Okay. You put it in your hand, it turns into a liquid. It's like mercury. Uh, so it's really exciting. But if you put it on aluminium, it soaks into the aluminium. Oxi- uh, non-oxidized uh, aluminium. Mm. Uh, it soaks in aluminium. I mean, don't and, and tell just... people exactly what to do. I'm worried about where this is going. You want to melt a, melt a lock. Uh, th- th- you might want to get, get an access to something. Uh, but it does work on locks. So an aluminium lock, it will work. It, it will work if you viewport. I'm going to do the joke about you breaking in, but then I will actually say, uh, this is how it works. <laughs> Continue. You put it on. It has this fantastic property, fascinating property, kind of like soaking itself into uh, aluminium. And it just, me- it just kind of melts it, breaks it down. Be- it turns it into this kind of mush. And uh, so if you put it on top of like a, um, like a cork can, within 
seconds it will start to eat into the can oh. and you start to push it but then it won't just kind of like stay where you've put it it will absorb into the and, and kind of I, I, i'm not a chemistry expert i'm not an expert on anything <laughs> but it just kind of a, it kind of pr- produces this different liquidy sort of thing <laughs> when it comes you, in with, you with, put with all aluminium. the expert's voice to say, <laughs> to say that i'm not an expert now ladies and gentlemen i barely i I'm, couldn't uh, find my keys for <laughs> three minutes today i believe that's because you poured a load of gallium <laughs> over <laughs> there <laughs> there I'd absolutely Hannah Montana did. I, there was a kid at my school who apparently he was a very very a kid. Who was the water one? What's Hannah that? Montana was she water? Who was water? Is she water? She was like what, water. What she could water? turn into water. Hannah Montana could, she could turn, turn into water. water. She could turn into water. I thought she was like a detective or something. I don't know what Hannah Montana Alex did. Kid? No, she he was in Miracle World. I Alex something or other. I don't know the children Alex who turn Mack, into water. The secret <laughs> Who were the water children? <laughs> the secret word of Alex Mack is she thing. I don't know what she that is. She turned into water. Pete, she turned I'm into water. Forty three. When, when the secret world with, uh, with Alex I'm Mack was on, nice. I was having sex with women, <laughs> <laughs> and they were as dry as a bun. <laughs> I, I used gallium as lube. <laughs> Very strange. Oh dearie me. Oh man. Well, that was delightful. Good. Now, <laughs> match. I think I don't know. Yeah. How do we? Lo- how do we? Lo- who do- well, we lost a match with? Uh, we a, did. A great Wrestling dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. We did, and we we also don't see on the network um, the opening match, which was the Miz. Uh, going mm. for the Intercontinental Championship against yes. Wade Barrett. Yes. Um, th- this wasn't put on the network. They do show it a bit later. I don't think it went out on WrestleMania either, which no, seems a bit mad because it. it was only short. It's like five minutes or something. Yeah. But um, they, they they do show two moves. They show Wade Barrett doing two moves to Miz and then Miz winning with the figure four right. and celebrating. It gets a big pop, but it's also because it's the first match of WrestleMania. The crowd are there. You know, you've seen it's a title change. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a warm-up. Now, let's not forget that two years ago, Miz was in the main event. Yes. Now, the following year, I think he's in a tag team with Big Show or that was the previous, whatever it was. <laughs> the important thing is he's not made the card Two years after he main evented, yeah. I mean, it's just I don't. Oh, that's that 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 I don't. I'm not even sure that's ever happened in another WrestleMania when someone's been injury free. Like yeah. it, when someone's been able to wrestle, they, yeah. they've, they've, they've not made. I mean, I mean, you know, you King Kong Bundy does WrestleMania two, and then at WrestleMania three, he is in a tag team match with uh, Hillbilly Jim and the Midgets. <laughs> it's not a brilliant. No, you know, I wouldn't say it was an upward curve. No, it's not even a sideways move. But no, but the reality a is, massive arrest. He wasn't wrestling. on the card but not deemed good enough to, to actually have as a thing that people would pay to see yeah. on pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, Miz has also sort of, he's, his hair's gone a bit lank because I think he's losing the will to live <laughs> and he's got a sort of beard, but his beard looks like he's just got Bisto granules and sort of just like <laughs> handed them on. And uh, I, it just, it's slightly sort of, I mean, it didn't break my heart. It broke my heart that I had to sit through the main event he was in at WrestleMania 27 mm. when it was so patently wrong. Mm. And you see this and you sort of go, yes, it is. It, it wasn't the making of him. In some ways, you know, it, it didn't help him at all. Yeah. And, and it should never have happened. It was misabuse. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was groomed Do, and then you know he's ended up here never leave your Miz unattended in a hot car because <laughs> we will smash a window <laughs> um, let, let's crack straight through I mean we've done really well today because we've actually got, we've got to the first match I'm really pleased about that which <laughs> is better than we've done recently um, it's the Shield versus the big show Randy Orton and Sheamus 
Oh, big Sherlock's big. Doesn't he? Very pleased as well to see the signs appear. Um, this is very much another purple Aki WrestleMania. Yes, um, not purple Aki in there. The purple Aki man, who's obviously British, has managed to get behind the commentators. So mm. every time they cut to the commentators, he's about three rows back, you mm. see the purple Aki sign. Yeah. Perfect reference, because obviously in America, and to the majority of people in Britain and the world, it doesn't mean anything. Yes. And you'd look at it and go, well, there's nothing I can see in there that sounds rude or crude. It must be fine. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. And you it's see racist this and throughout. it's problematic. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, always exciting. Also, the, um, the, the sign hashtag pork. And I thought... What was that for? The, I don't know, but I thought, is this the first hashtag we've seen? Uh, so they, certainly had, uh, they certainly had the big sell on hashtags in the last WrestleMania, I want to say, with... No, maybe I no, maybe that is the first hashtag I've seen. Could be, yeah. Hashtag pork. Yeah, I mean Twitter was Twitter, Twitter came into its own like 2011, so it's kind of a couple of years after yeah. this 2013. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but then didn't it also take a longer time to get going in America? Yeah, but I, but I mean hashtags like, are... like like how they didn't pick up the the mobile phone. <laughs> they weren't they weren't into mobile phone texting right? texting they don't text do Paging. they? Did they not? What? No. That, what back in the day? They, uh, Americans they did not text. Texting right. never took off there. SMS. That's a big shout, isn't it? Yeah. That's a big shout. Really? Uh, how did they send pictures of their dicks to, <laughs> to, to women who didn't want to see them? <laughs> well, and then we invented Twitter. Yes. Twitter was invented for one reason. <laughs> Unsol- et cetera. Um, this is very much the match where it's the stale stars versus mm. the, the, the new ones, the up-and-comers. And, it, and they, they feel very, very different to the, the recent matches that we've seen. Yes. You have three men coming in. They've got something to prove, and they are elevating the people they're in the ring against oh, they who look. don't want to give up their spots. And their look is on point with the big cav-cav that yeah. a demilitarised police is a better police. Yes. This is a strong, sexy new look. What you have here is, 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 a, is a thing as well that should be in everyone's mind when you do a new introduction. And yes. One of those things is the three men who took part in the Shield, they were a group that were protected, they were a group that were pushed, mm. they were given a nice long run to show they were brilliant. And all three of them became legitimate main eventers in mm. the business. They're the first people, really, to get over since Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan, I think, you know, he was far more of a a, 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 a crowd-based, natural um, rise mm. that the WWE didn't engineer. The Shield, very, very different. Now, you can say that it didn't work brilliantly because obviously we're at a point where when they wanted Roman Reigns to be the big guy the Hogan they pushed it too hard and there was a slight rejection by the audience Mm. but at this point you can see they're doing everything right Um, the Shield themselves were an idea of CM Punk so CM Punk said I wanted to have three guys who could act as my sort of henchmen and they'd be my security so I can lose matches as a bad guy because of these these guys but I want them to be three really good wrestlers and the three wrestlers he picked were Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose and Cassius Ono. Mm. And Cassius Ono is a performer called Chris Hero. He works on the independent scene. He's just been released by WWE. He is a phenomenal wrestler, worked on the indies for many, many years. And the WWE always had a slight downer on Chris Hero, Cassius Ono, which was the name that they gave him, because he was not in great shape all the time. He was a tall guy. He had quite a sort of, um, he never had, he had a muscular figure. Mm. He's a big guy. Sometimes he had quite a belly on him. Yeah. And they they didn't like that. Yeah. And so, in fact, that would be one of the reasons he would he would actually have his first run with NXT would come to a, a, a basically a stop is because Triple H told him to work out. He said, no, I'm fine. Mm. I'm a wrestler. Yeah. And then they, they let him go. He then went on the indies where he performed big 
but absolutely one of the most dynamite performers in the world from about sort of 2015 to 2017. Just astonishing matches he had. Mm. So they brought him back in and then proceeded to absolutely <laughs> to fuck all with yeah. him. Um, but the WWE, after they turned down Cassie's owner, they said, no, we're going to put in our guy. And that was Roman Reigns. Um, CM Punk always slightly bridled about their guy. Mm. You know, they, they put him in. Um, originally, they were going to come out with actual riot shields as well. They've, right. um, there's a, a WWE merchandise account that sort of goes through the, the archives. And one of those is the original shields that the, the shield right, okay. had. And they're also going to have roll necks. Um, but then it was roll neck. I know. I know. Wow. I don't want to wrestle in a fucking turtleneck jumper. Yeah. Um, and out they came. They debuted, I think, at the Survivor Series as Punk Security mm. uh, in that would have been round about November uh, the previous year, 2012. And they were named by the Spanish commentator Marcelo Rodriguez, who, when they do the old, please welcome our Spanish announcers, Marcelo Rodriguez and Carlos Cabrera. Um, he was the one who came up with the name of the Shield. Um, they, they they banded some other sort of nicknames around. One of them was the Hounds of Justice. Right. Which, I they mean, always go too big, don't they? They always go too long and too kind of righteous. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, it's like a pack of hounds of justice. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't quite get it. But they, they've carried on that hounds of justice thing with Roman Reigns being the big dog. Yes. Um, and again, it's... He's not... He doesn't reckon he's being as... The big dog... Isn't there a level of... Is he heel or is he a face? He's a face, he's a face yeah. right. So, like, the big dog is an arrogance. It's just it's just an arrogance. It's what, it's, yeah. what, it's what blokes in the fucking city with their, you know, t- fucking jackets. Yeah. Their jackets and their shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, the big dog on this floor. It's the sort of, yeah, exactly. The sort of thing they'd have tattooed. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, it's just, it, it, for a face, it doesn't, doesn't really work for me. The There's a dog. slight thing, I think, where, where Undertaker, at one point when he was doing the American Badass thing, was all that, you know, come and try me, I'm the baddest dog in my yard. Right. Was, you know, all that sort of thing. And I think they've sort of gone, yes, Roman Reigns is very much like that American badass. He's like, <laughs> he's like a big dog. Um, they, um, it's very strange. Um, the, the three of them are, are, are very interesting. They all sort of had, uh, two of them have, have a similar uh, way in, which mm. is um, Ambrose and Rollins both make a name for themselves in the American independent circuit. So um, Ambrose's real name is John Mox, uh, sorry, Jonathan Good. He performs now under the name John, John Moxley, Moxley right. uh, for AEW, where he's their world champion. One of the people who who became sort of disenamored with the whole WWE process. Yeah, um, didn't like being constrained. He's one of the, he's a funny guy, and I, I found out some good stuff about him. I said before that he seems like a a sort of sort of surly, slightly unknowable man. <laughs> um, but um, he's described himself as being a minimalist, and right. uh, he's after he got a WWE contract offer. He just drove from his house to the performance centre. All he took was a bag of clothes and the money he had in his pocket. And he just went in his decrepit car and that was it. He just left his old life behind. (laughs) When he gets called up from the developmental system into WWE, he's sharing a room with a guy called Big Cass, who's another wrestler. And when he leaves, he just goes, I've got my contract, he says to Big Cass. He says, "Um, you can just, the stuff that I leave, can you just give it to charity or something? And off he goes. And Cass goes into his room and he's literally got thousands of pounds worth of WWE merchandise that they've sent, all the stuff with him on it. Yeah. You know, all the stuff with the shield things. Yeah. Just a big pile of it. And he's just left it and he never comes back. When he signed his big contract, he then buys his own apartment. Yeah. And he said that he didn't ever bother putting anything in it because he wouldn't spend much time there because he was on the road. 
So he I just mean, that's bought, fair, but like... I mean, it's just that sort of, you don't sort of go, oh, I can buy a nice thing. He's just like empty room. This, he's like, do you know what he's like? He's a bit like Rorschach from The Watchmen. <laughs> he's, he's got that surly sort of, you know, what's your problem? Well, what do you got? You know, all that, just empty rooms, like, like something sort of weird, like a sort of bum Patrick Bateman. <laughs> yeah, had stuff. Yeah. It, it sort of reminds me of Marie's basically a hairy Marie Kondo. Yeah. He, um, he, like, it reminds me of there is male living spaces dot text I think on mm. Twitter it's basically a compendium of men on Reddit who have felt um, excited about the way that they've, he's, they've designed their little pads and their little yeah. d- pathetic little fucking man dungeons um, <laughs> and they've and they've put and they've basically taken a picture of their fucking unlivable Amazing. unlivable grief halls and they are <laughs> and put them on Reddit and it's just male living spaces dot text check it out on Twitter because there are some obscenely minimalist right. but also quite shitty looking apartment uh, designs that people like we're talking inflatable furniture bean bags um, oh, gaming chairs are very uh, are do rigo. yeah uh, I'm, I'm... they've spent more money on the uh, on, on, on the, the, the widescreen super super wide uh, double monitor t- double yeah. graphics card SLI configuration the games uh, chair the, the games chair uh, they've, they've spent more on the actual nuts and bolts than they have on the desk that it sits upon so it's on a tea chest <laughs> but this fucking $3,000 PC on top They've started doing a lot more stuff on Twitter, especially during lockdown, things like that. I've noticed something about American houses, and that is they're not very well built. Right, and like Japanese houses are made primarily out of wooden paper. Right? <laughs> American houses always seem to be incredibly flimsy, and they always seem like if you uh, there, there was a little bit I was watching with with one wrestler where they were trying to do some physical thing, mm. and they fall into the wall. Right now, if you fell into your wall in in, in England, right, you'd just go fuck. And I, and I actually I really scraped my arm <laughs> yes. against it. Whenever they touch their walls, they just go straight through, through them, it, yeah. straight through, like in like a sort plasterboard. of like a comedy sketch. I know we've <laughs> talked before about the Charlie Drake sketch. Where he gets knocked out. He could have done with it then. But even oh. in Britain, we go, let's make a wall you can go through. And you go, oh, okay, only put three worth, three lengths of brick inside it. But they're, they're flimsy houses. Yeah. Right? So I, I can't remember where I was going with that. But... They're always massive as well. They're always massive. They're always prefab from like the 70s. And they're mm. always kind of like, oh, I see why they've kind of fitted that. But you've kind of you've kind of not future-proofed this house so that you're all constantly going to be living with this kind of... Like, in, in, in the walls, you'll have this weird kind of... Um, Hoover thing, yeah. Hoover's up your house. Like, yeah, I, I see why know? that would have worked in the seventies, but the pump doesn't work anymore. I, I went. To, uh, I was. I was doing some work incredibly in Los Angeles. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Los Angeles is WrestleMania next year. Oh, well, so, so that's good because I think, I think there's a little job lined up for a bit. This is good. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that happened is I went to the house of. Shoot, the flight's a fucking tamper. I, get, <laughs> tamper, I, I went to the house of a a, a Hollywood actor. Mm. And uh, we watched the Oscars ceremony there, mm. and they are—they have a very, very nice house. You know, mm. one of the, you know, very obviously. This is as a very, expect, very nice house, as you'd expect. It—it it was okay, Christian Bale. But <laughs> the house was okay, and yeah. I just think Americans don't do houses very well. I just—I right. really <laughs> don't. I really don't. I, I was in it, and everyone was going, oh, "It's so beautiful." I'd so, and I was like, "It's all right." <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a pet groomers below you? Yeah, uh, ah. but, but, but also it's kind of like the the the. the, the... The, the houses are always big anyway yeah. like the, the houses are always massive no matter where you li- live if you don't live in the mi- in the major cities I, um your, your house is going to be lovely just, it's going to be massive I just i just thought you know is it is it 
is it good? How much did it actually cost to build this house? And they go, oh, it's about 300 quid. You go, yeah, I thought it was. It's just, it looks flimsy is all I'm saying. Um, Ambrose himself, I mean, he he, he had the eccentric, a... Eccentric, eccentric Dean Ambrose. The, one of the, guys the eccentric. The eccentric. I don't know why it's eccentric. Again, it's not something he really does in his performance. No. It's just that they know Aloof. it. Yeah. And they yes. sort of just go, oh, here he comes, Aloof. Dean Ambrose. Absolutely fucking it's weird. It's man. like a Prius. It's like a second hand. Fucking... He, he looks like he stinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd actually made his name really uh, on the on the sort of uh, the more violent end of the independence. Mm. So he'd he'd done things like um, uh, IWA in Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico they were big oh, yeah, bloody yeah. places. He actually held the tag team titles with a guy called Hade Vanson, a UK wrestler who, uh, in the last Patreon newsletter, which you can no longer read, um, he was he once had a, an angle where it looked like he was going to face the Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Right. Uh, that was nixed when Vince McMahon basically saw how tall he was, which was not very tall. <laughs> um, but he, he held, the, held the titles with uh, Hayd Vanson, and he then took part in a lot of um, matches for CZW. And he did some, some dark matches for um, uh, Ring of Honor. CZW were, were two things, really. They did stiff-style, hard-work mm. wrestling. Hard work wrestling. <laughs> this is hard work wrestling. <laughs> We've been doing this two and a half years. Like, uh, <laughs> what is hard work wrestling? Well, the things where you know it's very technical and very and very you know um, um, technically gifted. I, I'm having trouble doing this because all I can think is CZW is also a hardcore uh, wrestling federation, right. and they do lots and lots of extremely sort of you know graphic. Um, you get your barbed wire matches, your scaffold matches, your light tube matches and stuff. And he excelled at that. He was a very sort of good deathmatch wrestler. He then, when he's gone to AEW after his WWE career, he's used some of that. Um, they had a match with him and uh, Kenny Omega right. that was really sort of, you know, uh, paying tribute to that past. Um, not many people have actually made the jump from places like CZW to the WWE. There is a sense that that, that deathmatch style is still very sort of grubby and slightly sort of taints you if mm. you've been involved in it but okay, um, right. uh, uh, Rollins it came from uh, more of a Daniel Bryan background uh, he was uh, a wrestler who, under the name of Tyler Black and he signed with the WWE in 2010 prior to that he, he'd been uh, a long reigning Ring of Honor champion so he was sort of very well known at that level that's a belt that, that Daniel Bryan held in his career uh, people like Samoa Joe um, they'd all come through this this you know it was really almost like a feeder system once Daniel Bryan had broken down those doors of you know that the independents could come and that they could still be stars mm. they weren't just these people who could entertain 50 hardcore fans in a high school gym but they could perform on the big stage and actually the way that they performed could be something that the WWE fan base would enjoy watching yeah they began taking lots and lots of people from the same background as Daniel Bryan so Ring of Honor for example I mean largely you could if you watch probably stuff from 10 years ago you will be seeing a card that's made up fully of people who are main eventers or high mid carders in WWE today right um, Seth Rollins uh, was one of those he came out um, l- l- odd sort of fact about Seth, Seth Rollins He's, he seems like a really nice guy um, he opened up a coffee shop of his own in Iowa in uh, Davenport which right. is where he's from it's called two, uh, 329 Deport um, I presume that's after the address <laughs> bit witless um, <laughs> they also mentioned on his Wikipedia page he's an atheist which is the sort of thing that if you are American, they it will really mention yeah, on your, yeah, yeah, on your yeah, Wikipedia yeah. page. Um, in 2013, he found out he had uh, two siblings that he'd never met. Uh, he did a, a gene test, on uh, a DNA test rather, on uh, 23andMe. Yeah. And he found out he had a brother and a sister. Oh, amazing. Um, I, I don't know whether they were half or they were full, but he put a photo of them uh, holding you know, one of them around the, around the arm, the, the brother, 
And he said, life is a crazy, awesome thing. We're all insanely lucky to get to experience it. In a wild turn of events, I recently found out I have a brother and a sister I never knew existed. Nice. And of course, he's just recently, um, in the last couple of weeks, he's um, going to become a father for the first time with his uh, fiancée, uh, one Becky Lynch. Oh. So congratulations. His, um, I know they're big fans of WrestleMania. <laughs> he's uh, obviously um, tempering that uh, celebration, obviously the fact that his, his buckle bomb has been outlawed apparently. It, it has, week. yes, due to uh, Nia Jax, I believe, who uh, every time she does it. It's also the move that <laughs> Seth Rollins did and it ended Sting's in-ring career. So right. again, this this seems like a, a move that probably we should have been looking at a while ago. Is it just like the way that the head sort of snaps back? Because I watched a few of them, I was like, it doesn't seem as violent as. I guess the I don't believe there's bit. any way you can particularly protect yourself. On yeah. It. So once you're thrown towards the thing, you can't see what you're about to hit, mm. and when you do hit it, then your neck is going to move in the direction mm. it wants to do, regardless of what you want to do with it. Okie dokie. So one of those things. He was also the the inaugural NXT champion, and that was really one of the things that I think made them have a lot of faith in him. They were watching him on a weekly basis, you know, performing in very high-profile high, high profile matches. And some of his matches were certainly at the time the best matches that the whole of the WWE brand was putting on. Mm. Um, just quickly, this match, it's a really, really good little match. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's hot. The, um, the triple man thing really works well because when you've got a unit like The Shield who are used to now working in loads and loads of tag teams together, they have great timing. And so you'll get bits where I think, you know, Randy Orton, how it ends is Randy Orton hits Seth Rollins with an RKO as Seth Rollins is jumping off the top. And then as Randy Orton gets up, he's speared by Roman Reigns and then in comes Dean Ambrose for the pin. Mm. So it's just a really nice use of all three of them. There's, it was a really unique group in that everybody knew that Roman Reigns was going to be the breakout star. But what they did was when they finally broke them up, they had, instead of Roman Reigns turn on the, on the two of them, mm. they had Seth Rollins turn on Reigns and Ambrose. And that made Seth Rollins, who at that time was sort of, if you like, the, the weedier member of the group, that made him into the big focus of it. And that right. really elevated him. And all three of them just, just came up and up and up. Cool. Um, it's it's uh, a great start. I mean, it's a really good opening match. Yeah. And it's an exciting thing of going, here is the future. And WrestleMania 29 is going to kick it off. Big faces, some exciting, sexy new boys. I do like um, Seth Rollins' flip into the uh, into the thing. He like does like a cool flip. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's he's really good. Cool. And I think, you know, you've also got that generation of people now who they know what WrestleMania means. Mm. And so I think with your Randy Orton's and your big shows, and Sheamus obviously, you know, is is new. He's only been around a couple of years in WrestleMania main Mm. events. He's done Daniel Bryan main events in WrestleMania's main card. He did Daniel Bryan last year. The year before that, he was Triple H. So this is his third. But for these guys, they've been in developmental for a long time, and they know that this is their big chance. Mm. And they just, they all grab it. They yeah. grab it with six hands, apart from Dean Ambrose, who grabs it with one because he is minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that has been our opener, uh, the curtain raiser for uh, WrestleMania at 29. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, Thursday, yeah. with a bit more of this. If you cannot wait, though, we've got the opportunity for you to hear all of the uh, rest of the shows on WrestleMania 29. Head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. Mark? It's time for us to go now. Wrestle me, Mark. Uh, Peter, wrestle me, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.